0: Well, this morning we're we're beginning a brand new series called Faces. And uh, unless you're an actor or a a poker player, uh, you can tell a lot about a person just looking at their face, right? And, uh, you know, somebody said, just as the eyes are the windows of the soul, facial expressions are the window of the heart, right? So you can look at somebody's face and you can tell a lot about them. Our facial expressions communicate a lot they communicate what's going on in our life and uh, that's where the world of emojis came from you know a smiley face what what idea you get when you hear about a smiley face right what about a frowning face have you seen that emoji that's red what does that tell you somebody's having a bad day right It tells you a lot. And so that's where the emojis came from because it communicates something words don't. But you know, um, uh, Proverbs 15, 13 says this, a happy face means a glad heart. A sad face means a breaking heart. So, you know, what that scripture is saying is our facial expressions communicate what's really going on in the inside of us. For, for instance, when someone has an angry heart, you can usually tell by their facial expressions. Not all the time, but you can tell most of the time when somebody's angry, especially a child, right? I mean, their, their forehead crinkles, their eyebrows come, come in, and they're not happy, right? And so, you know, remember when Cain and Abel brought their offering to the Lord, and, um, And, uh, the Lord accepted Abel's offering, but he didn't accept Cain's offering. The Bible tells us that Cain's anger was expressed through his facial expression. In fact, it says in Genesis 4-3, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, but Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. And the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very, what's the word say? And his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Now the Lord knows our heart, right? But the Lord looked at Cain and said, You're not a happy camper. It was quite obvious. Cain's anger was showing through his facial expression. It was bleeding through his countenance. Cain's anger was a result of what our Cain's facial expression was a result of what's happening in his heart, and he couldn't hide it. And neither can you and I. You know what's going on inside of us. Many times is is quickly determined by what we see. I wonder if any of us here today have the look of anger piercing through our facial expression. Don't look around right now. I'm just asking the question. But you know, you know, isn't it true? Facial expressions is not the only way that you can tell, but it's a great way to tell what's going on inside your life. And so when facial expressions, you can tell what's going on. And so, you know, you might be angry, but your face looks like you're happy. And so there's other symptoms that help us to to know whether we're dealing with anger, whether it's showing on our face or not. Some symptoms like this. You tend to be impatient, easily irritated, and annoyed with other people. I'm going to go right on. and you t- Everybody just said, oh, that's me, that's me. Uh, it's me in need of prayer, right? But we tend to be very harsh, critical, judgmental, and fault-finding with everybody we meet. And so, you know, sometimes we don't realize that there's something going on in our life and, and we're, we're experiencing these, these, uh, these outbursts or this behavior, whenever you're dealing with anger, you have a sharp fuse and an explosive temper. And, and you have a tendency to hold grudges and struggle with holding on to offenses when people wrong you. Unfortunately, anger can express itself in many different ways. But I wonder... I wonder how many of us in this room are dealing with anger this morning. And what causes people to have anger problems in the first place? Well, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons, one of the primary causes of why we deal with anger is because uh, when, when we get frustrated and exasperated, when nothing seems to be going our way, we can get exasperated. This is the main culprit of road rage. You know, road rage is like increasing incredibly across our nation. But you know, road rage is just the fruit. It's not the root, right? And so, you know, um, by the way, you can know the level of God's peace in your life by how easily you get set off. In fact, Proverbs 29, 22 says, A person with a quick temper stirs up arguments and commits a lot of sin." Come on, how many of you know you can't be angry and not commit sin, right? A second cause of anger is when, you're, when your personal security or self-worth is being threatened. We usually get angry when, when our self-worth or security is being threatened. Anytime your personal security or, or self-worth is being attacked, you tend to get angry. Like, you know, a good example of that is try cornering a cat. They won't be happy. They'll be angry, right? Because their security is being threatened. Another common cause of anger is when we get physically, verbally, spiritually, or emotionally hurt or abused by someone else. And this is the, I think this is the most uh, uh, common cause of anger. In fact, some of the angriest people in the world are those who have been verbally or sexually or physically abused. And and, and they've, they've been abused over and over again. And that's why the Bible says in, in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. In other words, children can be provoked to anger By the way we treat them, if we treat them too harshly, too critically, too judgmentally, if we come down on them too hard, we can can create an angry person. And I'm afraid there are many children who are now adults that have anger problems because of the abuse in some fashion or form that they suffered as a child. And then, of course, the fourth cause of anger is hanging around or being around angry people. You can learn how to be angry. Proverbs twenty two, twenty four 24 says, Don't make friends with a hot-tempered man. Don't associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. You know, did you know that uh, you can learn to be angry by hanging around angry people? Do you know uh, Hitler, the one that caused the, ho- the holocaust, do you know that he was raised by an abusive dad? He was raised by a, an angry, abusive dad. And you know, obviously, Hitler became an angry man. You know, years ago, I had a boss in the oil field that uh, was a very angry man. And, and, uh, and I, working under him was terrible because he was, he was very critical. He was very harsh. Uh, he, he wasn't very happy. And he was very, uh, he, he was very critical and belittling of everybody around him. And although I had gotten saved and, uh, you know, man, I, I was doing great. The more I stayed around this guy, the angrier I got. I didn't have an angry problem, but all of a sudden, I wanted to take his head off in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen? Amen? But I found myself becoming angry and angrier and angrier. And you know, my personal self-worth was being threatened. He was criticizing me. He was demeaning me. And he was causing me to be angry. And those critical comments was hardening my heart. And I started thinking thoughts that weren't godly. Are you with me? But you know what I found out later? That he was abused as a child by his father. His father was physically Abusive. And his father never had a kind word to say to him. Never encouraged him. Never supported him. Well, no wonder he was so so angry. And I believe some of you in this room, maybe you were raised in that kind of environment. And it causes you to deal with anger. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-four 24 says, Don't make friends with a hot-tippered man. Don't associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. Angry people have a tendency of making others angry around them. And here is our reality. 70% of our population are angry. They're angry because of some underlying hurt or abusive circumstance or person that has caused or triggered their anger. And so if that's true, 70%? Man, we got a problem. We have an epidemic. You know, the number one emotion that the Bible talks about is anger. Why? Because I think it's the most common. So so what do you do if you have this face of anger? If you have this look of anger? If you got anger seething in your heart, what do you do about it? Well, I think you have to learn to manage it. Or you have to learn to control it. Amen. In fact, Proverbs sixteen thirty two says, better to be slow to anger than to be a mighty warrior. And one who controls his temper is better than one who captures a city. Come on, how many of you know there's great worth in being able to control your anger? And everybody said, amen. amen. So let's talk about it for just a moment. How do you control your anger? And by the way, everybody deals with anger. So I'm talking to everybody in this room, including myself, right? But how do you deal with it? First of all, you got to take responsibility for your behavior when you're angry. Nobody can take responsibility for my behavior but who? Me. I I can't ask you to take responsibility. You can try to pacify me, but you will never accomplish it. There's no amount of, of, of pacifying somebody's anger that'll keep it under wraps. So listen, nobody can take responsibility for my behavior. Nobody can take responsibility for your behavior, right? And the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 26, be angry and yet do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Did the Bible just encourage us? That it was okay to be angry? Be angry? Yes, it did. It said that. Be angry. And so listen, it's not a sin to be angry. It's what we do with the anger that matters. It's not a sin to be angry. What we need to remember is there's good anger and there's bad anger. There's righteous anger and there's evil anger, amen? Well, and, and so righteous anger is whenever you're upset that someone is getting unjustly treated or morally irresponsible. Righteous anger is when you experience godly indignation over evil and ungodly behavior. But you know what? You, um, Whenever you feel go- godly righteous anger, you are to act in a godly way. Amen? Evil anger is when you return evil for evil. Insult for insult. And so, whenever before you're a Christian, the way you handle anger is insult for insult. Punch me, I punch you. You attack me, I attack you. But as Christians, we gotta do it differently. Come on, can I get a better amen? And so, Jesus experienced righteous anger And he responded, the Bible says, remember when Jesus went into the temple and he found people in the temple buying and selling oxen, sheep, and doves? Jesus experienced good and godly anger. The Bible says in John 2, uh, the Passover of the Jews was near and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and he found the temp in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords. He made a whip, y'all. And he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money chamber and he overturned their tables. How many of you say that, that, that looks like one of them days right there, right? Jesus experienced righteous anger towards the merchants. But listen, this is why. They were taking advantage of God's temple and they were taking advantage of God's people. Remember another time Jesus went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And uh, he was going to heal this man that had a paralyzed hand. And the Pharisees were ready to accuse him of doing wrong because he wanted to heal someone on the Sabbath. And it really set him off. The Bible says in Mark 3, 16, another time he went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. And Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful uh, on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill it? But they they remained silent. He looked around at them in, in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. And he told the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Jesus was angered at the Pharisees' legalistic thinking that placed the keeping of Sabbath laws above ministering to human needs. But listen, notice, he didn't punch out the Pharisees. What did he do? He healed the man with the withered hand. Come on, do you see that? Jesus demonstrated the divine model to handling anger. It's okay to be angry as long as our response to anger is to take loving steps to promote and stop evil. Does that make sense? So listen, never is it okay to respond in an evil ungodly way or to do harm to others when you feel angry, angry, regardless of what others have done to you. We got to be responsible. Romans 12:17 says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to righteous, to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Amen. Is that, is that clear or what? So returning evil for evil is never right. Taking revenge is never right. We are to take responsibility for our anger and be honorable and peaceful. Amen. And leave room for the wrath of God. Amen. Come on, how many of you know the Lord can deal with people better than we can? So Jesus experienced anger, but the Bible says he didn't sin. And if Hebrews 4.15 says, one who is tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. You see, the reason why Jesus had anger and didn't sin, because he took responsibility for his anger. And you and I need to take responsibility. Be angry and sin not. Be angry and sin not. Amen? Come on, how many of you received that this morning? Okay, so the first way you deal with anger is take responsibility for it. Don't just say, well, I got a short fuse. That's not taking responsibility. Don't say, because I'm a Cajun. That's not... Don't say, because I'm a Tibeter or Broussard or whatever it is. Don't, that's not a good... A, take responsibility. Amen. The second way... The second key to controlling your anger is you got to learn to manage or control your anger. Ephesians 4 says, be angry and do not sin. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, take responsibility and control it. Don't let, your, don't let the sun go down on your anger. It means deal with it quickly. When you get anger, deal with it quickly. Because the longer you wait to deal with it, the more it will grow. And the harder it will be to deal with. There's a lot of people sitting in prison that wouldn't be sitting in prison if they learned how to manage their anger. The question is not, are we going to deal with people in situations that cause us to be angry? Gang, we live in this fallen world. Everybody's going to face that. Come on. That might be a revelation to somebody, but come on. How many of you agree with that? Let me hear you say amen. Amen. So everybody's going to deal with situations that'll make you angry. The question is what you're going to do. What are you going to do when you experience anger? What are you going to do about it? We have to learn to deal with our anger as soon as it, quickly as we face it. Amen? And so the Bible says, don't give, uh, the, remember the stakes are high if you don't. Because the verse 27 says, you know, be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And don't give the devil an opportunity. You know, one of the greatest, the greatest cracks in the door that you can give the enemy is not dealing with anger in a good and healthy and proper way. Amen? Here's how I see it. If you don't allow the Lord to help you manage or control your anger, then the devil will use your anger to control or manage you. Amen? So the choice is ours. Somebody said, you know, anger is one letter short of danger. That's pretty good right there, huh? And so just think of it. Anger is one letter short of danger. Every time we get angry, we're in danger. We're in danger of doing something we will regret for the rest of our lives. Amen? So how do you deal with anger? First, you know, there's three ways people normally do it. They repress it. That's when you ignore it or deny the fact that you're angry. And you internalize it. And then all of a sudden, it comes out like a volcano. It comes busting out. How many of you know repressing it is not the solution? Or some people express it. They don't internalize it. They express it. They mad, you know it. Amen? They're the ones that are very vocal. And they're quick to express their anger. You made me mad. You know. And so they vent their anger very aggressively. And listen, they feel justified and self-righteous. When they do. But it's not healthy. And it's not biblical. The good news is when you vocalize it, you feel better. The bad news is you leave a trail of people bleeding all around you. Amen? But the third way people deal with it is processing it. And that's the healthy way. That's when you don't ignore it or deny it. And you don't express it by being vocal and ugly. But you become open and honest to God about it. God, I'm having an emotion right now that is not good. I'm angry. You got to process it. And so how do you process it? The Bible tells us to deal with it quickly. Deal with your anger quickly. And so this is the benefit of being a believer. You don't have to handle anger all by yourself. Come on, we got a God that we serve that'll help us. Amen? And that's why some of the people, you know, they'll tell you. You've heard stories, I'm sure. People that were fighters, people that knocked people's heads off, people that were violent and and all this stuff, and they become a Christian, and now they're a little. They were a lion, now they're a lamb. They were violent, but now they're not. Why? Because, how many of you know, God helps. God will help you with your anger, amen? And so there's two ways to manage or control your anger. The first one is to take, learn to take your thoughts captive. You know, I find out that anger can't grow unless I feed it the time and intention uh, and attention in my mind. And, and so, you know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. And then verse 5 says, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ so listen, what happens is anger grows when I think about what made me angry. Every time I think about it, when I think about the hurt, when I think about the offense, and somebody, some people will hold somebody hostage because they said one comment. Do you know what he told me? Friends, is that a good enough reason to let the devil walk into your life? And the answer is No. no. And so listen, we got to learn how to capture our thoughts. Anger grows when I think about it, but it diminishes when I starve it and I take captive. When I want to go back and rehearse that situation, I grab those thoughts and make them obedient to God. That's not a godly thought, and I'm not letting it build a case against the person that offended me. Amen? Come on. Let me hear you say better amen. So if you want to control your anger, listen, you have to control your thoughts. And if you want to control your thoughts, you have to learn to take captive, ungodly, evil thoughts and bring them in obedience to Christ. The mind is the battlefield. And you can't get set free from anger until you win the battle between your ears, right? When someone angers us, we have two choices. You could keep replaying the event over and over again and over and over again. Or you could press stop and you could say no more. I'm letting that go. Come on, I'm not building that case. Come on, I need a bitter amen this morning. But the second way is how about we pray? How about we pray? You know, listen, you know, we're godly people and we, we believe in prayer. But sometimes the very last thing we do is pray about an offense. It's to pray about whenever somebody angers us. Come on, we got to learn to stop, close our eyes, take in a deep breath and say, Come, Jesus. Amen? We got to learn to press stuff on the player, but we got to learn to pray. See, controlling anger takes honesty and dependency on God. You first got to be honest. You got to admit, God, I'm struggling right now. How many of you know God can handle that? He can handle that. It's not like He's like, you're angry? Come on, how many of you know He knows it already, right? So we're not telling them a secret, you know. But listen, you have to admit it. Ask God to help. Listen, Psalm 97.5 says, Mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord of all the earth. There's no hurt that God's presence can't heal if we're willing to be healed. Uh, that's too weak. God's presence can heal every hurt if we're willing to be healed we got to be willing we got to be honest about it amen we must be transparent before the lord and see sometimes that's where we we stop short unresolved anger in our lives listen is sin in our lives see we have to get to the point where we're willing to be honest about it i can't say well i'm angry because if i'm angry it is Sin. I got to deal with it. I got to deal with the anger. If somebody ticked me off and I'm ready to do something evil, I got to own up to it. And 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? How many of you know the Lord wants to cleanse us? You can't get set free from anger until you're willing to. Take ownership for it, not excuse it. To take ownership. And whenever you have anger, and and listen, you remember, be angry and sin not. You can have a feeling of anger and not sin. The problem is when you start acting on it and you start, listen, even our thoughts have to be pure, right? Even the meditation in our mind has to be pure, You know, and he said, don't just not murder. Don't even think about murdering. Don't just not commit adultery. Don't even think about committing adultery, right? So we have to have our mind pure before God. And how many of you know God has the ability, whenever we just own up to it, to empower us with his spirit and break that yoke that is trying to grab us and take a hold of us and set us free in Jesus' name, amen? The Lord will help us control our anger. But here's the most important key, I think. Anger can't be controlled until the root is cut. The root of anger is typically the result of unforgiveness. It's the result of unforgiveness and bitterness towards somebody who hurt us. And, and, you know, listen, anger is like the iceberg. You know, the the little piece of ice that comes out of the water is just, just the tip. There's everything under the water that supports that thing. And see, we deal with anger and we're just dealing with the iceberg. But what we got to do is go below the surface and deal with what's under it. Because you can work on the iceberg forever and never make any headway. So typically, anger is the fruit. And unforgiveness is the root. And Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 says, See to it that no one's come short of the grace of God, and though no root of bitterness spring up and trouble you, thereby many become defiled. Unforgiveness is a result of being offended. Offense comes when somebody hurts us. And, and bitterness is a result of not forgiving your offender. And the scripture says when the root of bitterness sets in, it poisons every area of your life. It will affect you physically. It will affect you, obviously, emotionally. It will affect you mentally. You can't have peace of mind and be angry and be bitter. You can't have peace in your life if you're bitter and you're angry. Amen? And and the Lord didn't die on the cross so that we could just barely make it into heaven angry. Come on, how many of you know he died on the cross so we could make it into heaven joyfully, amen. Come on, he died on the cross so we could overcome every kind of emotion that we face and every offense that comes our way. Come on, y'all agree with that this morning? And so the scripture says, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give the devil an opportunity. i tell you where the devil gains a foothold is whenever our, our hurt turns into offense and turns into bitterness, that's when the devil can come waltzing into your life, and he can wreak havoc in your life. Amen? But listen, if unforgiveness opens the door, then forgiveness closes the door. Amen? That's the great news. Amen? It doesn't matter where the devil is at right now. We can kick him out this morning by just releasing those that offended us, making a decision. I'm letting letting the devil keep playing this tape in my head of what somebody said or what somebody did and defile my life. In Jesus' name, I'm going to get set free today. Come on, y'all, y'all receive that? Come on, just stand with me this morning and let's close in prayer. Listen, I believe that in this room today that some of us have been abused, some of us have been under harsh treatment and, and that seed and that root of anger has set in. And the Lord wants to set us free and he wants to heal us, amen? And listen, we're family here. We're, we're all family here. And, and listen, it does us no good to hear the truth unless we act or we respond to it. So I want to ask you to just close your close your eyes with me for just a moment and I want you to just uh, just be honest and transparent. Do you have do you have trouble with anger? Do you get easily offended? Do you get irritated real easy? Have trouble holding on to grudges, holding people hostage? And people just get your goat, they just they just, they just cause your blood to boil? You might have an anger problem. Maybe the Lord's wanting to set you free this morning, but you got to be willing to own up to it. You got to be willing to be honest. You got to be willing to ask God for help. If you're here today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I don't want to be an angry person. I want to have a a kind, sweet spirit. I want to have a loving countenance. Would you pray for me? Just close your eyes. Nobody looking around. If that's you, would you just do me a favor and just just indicate that by just raising your hand. And I want to pray for you. Let's just take a moment and just be honest this morning. Just do me a favor. If If you're bold enough and crazy, just raise both of your hands. And I just want to pray for you. And Listen, everybody deals with anger. But the Lord wants a break the spirit of anger off of us. Come on, he wants to break that anger off of our lives. Can we just pray this morning and just say, Lord Jesus, can we just all pray that? Say, Lord Jesus, I want to be set free from anger. I don't want to give the devil a foothold in my life. I want to be free. Lord, help me to forgive I want you to just take a moment if the Lord just brings somebody to your mind maybe your parents maybe somebody growing up maybe a spouse somebody, maybe a friend, a co-worker if the Lord just and, and you've been angry at them listen, you're not going to get free unless you take responsibility and just say, Lord, I forgive them I forgive them you say, I've forgiven them. Well, if you're still talking about it, if you're still rehearsing it, if you're still seething whenever you see them or hear them, come on, that's a, that's a sign. Just ask the Lord right now. Say, Lord, I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be delivered. I believe the Lord is going to start healing hearts and healing hurts, it's going to stop the bleeding. On, some of us have learned to be angry. Maybe we had an angry father. Maybe we had a lot of anger in the home and we've learned to be angry. Come on, I want you to pray with me now. As you forgive, just say, Lord, I forgive them. Just, just say it, I forgive them. Come on, just say it, I forgive them from my heart, not from my head, from my heart. I release them, Lord, I, for, I forgive them. I don't want bitterness, I don't want my life defiled. I release it right now in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus... I take authority over every spirit every demonic hoe every generational curse that I've inherited from my forefathers I break anger I break generational anger in the name of Jesus I break its power I break its hull and I command it to go come on declare it right now I command it to be broken right now in Jesus name In Jesus' name, I'm set free by the love of Jesus. Now, come on, let's all just raise our hands for just a moment and let the love of God just flood and fill our hearts. Lord, fill us with your love. Fill us with your grace. Fill us with your healing. Lord, help us, God, to be kind, compassionate, patient, merciful, forgiving, loving children of God. I pray in the mighty and the strong name of Jesus and everybody that agreed, shouted and said, amen Amen and amen. 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 Now listen, don't be surprised if that gets challenged in a little while, like in the parking lot, all right? Take responsibility, turn to God, and let God help you, amen? God bless you, you're dismissed. You have a wonderful day.